Welcome to Stand Up, the only podcast where we put abilities from Joe's Bizarre Adventure up against each other in a randomized bracket to determine what stand is objectively the best. And we're in the second to last episode, penultimate, baby. My name is Kingdom, now you see him pronouns. My name is Cat. I almost said Catherine for some reason, and I use she, her pronouns. It is okay. true, but it's a little yeah. too formal for this podcast at this point. Nothing's too... I'm going to show up to the final episode in a suit and tie. That's I'm fine, because it will be not. it will be remote, as we have always recorded since the start of this podcast. Not all of the episodes. I, I don't think we... Most of them. I don't think at the start of this we made fun of big budget prod- podcasts enough for having to record in person when we have persevered apart for so long. I think they're a bunch of bitches. True. What, what are we talking about this time? Unfortunately, stands. <laughs> so this is the episode, the faded episode, where we have to do Infinite versus Infinite mm-hmm. in Gold Exchange, Requiem versus Tusk. And then after that, we do uh, part six with Stone Free versus uh, Made in Heaven. Whoa, that is the end of part six. We already know who wins, so we don't even have to do that one. I mean, kind of. We'll get, we'll get there, though. Yeah, true. But we have to we have to talk about Gold Experience Requiem first. Specifically Requiem. True. Hey, nor- are you... Nor- oh, sorry, go ahead. Are you vaccinated yet? No. Oh, unfortunate. I get my first one uh, this Saturday. Yo, watch out for that fucking second one, dude. They aren't lying. I've heard, dude. It does fuck you up. You have to, uh, it it takes some time for the the chip to connect to the local (laughs) (laughs) Wi-Fi. This is a bad joke. Yeah, unfortunate that the last episode will not be recorded in the IRL. Because because of vaccine stuff and not just because I don't want to. (laughs) Yeah. Well, also, it would be a hassle. What it? Yeah, probably. We haven't had well, issues with it in the past. I mean, objectively more of a hassle than just hopping into Discord and saying, Craig, join. True, yo. Honestly, we gotta say it again. Shout out to Craig, the backbone of this podcast. I, so I have never mentioned this, like, because I at all the episodes, but for some reason, every time we clap sync, our timing's kind of off. And I think it's because you hesitate for like half a second if I'm being real. Maybe you just don't have rhythm. That Maybe that's just it, okay? I'll, I'll, I'll say it. I don't think that's the case, but if it weren't for Craig, none of these episodes would be properly synced. Because I just sync it to what Craig's sync is. Shout out to Craig. Big, big ups to Craig. But yeah, I'm not saying all this because I'm tired of talking about Gold Experience Requiem. Which Unfortunately... Is- Giorno Giovanna stand gold experience, but it gets stabbed with the funny arrow, and it turns into Requiem stand. The one with the beetle on it. The one that's on our uh, cover art the, for the I, show. We can't, I'm not gonna fucking talk about that again. I don't think there's a specific Requiem arrow. Uh, there is, and you're wrong. But I don't think there is. Why but would there be? There. Okay. Even if even if you even if you think that, and you're allowed to be wrong. Um, there is only one arrow with a beetle on it, and that is the one that he stabs Gold that, with. That's true. You got that part correct. And that's the only one that would work for Gold Experience Requiem, because Gold Experience Requiem is a big bad beetleborg. What if- oh, shit, wait. <laughs> There's, uh, go- you know what, go ahead. I want to hear what you have to say before I shoot it down. What if Gold Experience turned, uh, stand arrow into a living thing? I don't think that would be possible. Why? It turned a fucking brick into a snake? I think the stand arrows 
built different. Oh, yeah, they do be, though. It's it's space rock, not earth rock, so I don't know if Gold Experience Requiem would know how to deal with that. We only have a couple more chapters of George left, but we, there's the possibility that Giorno turns Mars into an eyeball or some shit. Yeah, which, so who which, knows? Which is to say, we still have to read chapter 15 for this month. There's two more, isn't there? Right, but oh, we still there, have yeah, to there's... read chapter 15, and then there'll be one more chapter left. Yeah, next month. And then we're free. For a little bit, I guess. To well, go well, to to go to Purple Haze Feedback. Uh, Purple Haze Feedback's shorter, significantly. Real, let's do a real fucking cock tease and just skip Purple Haze Feedback and go straight to Dio's Diary light novel. <laughs> what the fuck is Dio's Diary? There's another light novel, right? It's all about Dio? It's, it's his diary. Dio's Mio. Maybe. Yeah, Jojo's Bizarre Adventure Over Heaven is a light novel written by Nisio Isin with illustrations by Hirohiko Araki. This oh. book is written and presented as the lost transcript of Dio's diary featured in Stone Ocean. Oh. In the book, he reflects upon his battles throughout the original series, describes his ideals and plans for obtaining heaven, and talks about the concept of death, as well as his unfortunate mother. There uh, are 80 chapters. I'm, I'm sorry. Well, they might be short, because they're just, like, journal entries. I, I, it's 309 pages. Okay, that's not that. Yeah, long. so that's, what, less than four pages a chapter. Yeah, George, for reference to the listener, George Joestar's... Nearly Six, 700 pages. The PDF that we have is yeah. 666 pages long, which rules. It, it's fitting, because reading it is hell. Um, that tangent was your fault. We're talking about Gold Experience Requiem. Okay. Do, wh- how, what does Gold Experience Requiem do? Gold, so, let's, so Gold Experience, the baby form of Gold Experience Requiem, mm. can, like you mentioned, turn inorganic matter into living things. It can turn, including, like, flesh, it can heal wounds with that ability, which is very convenient for the plot. Yeah, it does it by turning something into the flesh that is missing, or damaged. Turns a parking lot full of cars into a bunch of frogs, which rules. Yeah. Um, It can, when it hits you, it charges you so full of life energy that your senses get sped up and your consciousness essentially accelerates out of your body. So you are... experiencing the relative future but your body is still like where it was does that make sense y'all ever watch uh that show futurama i've i've watched futurama yes you you know the episode where everybody gets universal basic income and stimulus check they get uh (laughs) tricky dicks fun funny bucks sure i do not uh everybody gets a hundred dollars (laughs) <laughs> and Fry decides to spend all of his money on $1 coffees. And he buys, he drinks 100 coffees in a day, and he achieves fucking Nirvana. And it's like that. It's like that, but... So when he does it, he turns like into a golden god who moves like how the Flash does, you know, with like everyone else's in slow motion. Uh-huh. So it's like that, but you're... Uh, it's like an out-of-body experience. Right. So, like, you're like, oh, wow, I stood up and I walked over here and I did this thing. And then you turn around and your body's, like, slowly moving to catch up because your yeah. brain's going so fucking fast. You, you become mega brain. That was a long tangent to say you have mega brain. To say you study at the library? Yeah. <laughs> no, fuck, you work out at the library. Out I, always, library. I always say that wrong. 
You lift, uh, you bench press Moby Dick, you know? Mm-hmm. As one does. Um, and also punch good. Gold Experience Requiem yeah. has upgraded forms of those abilities, so it can also give life. It just seems to be on, like, a greater scale. It's like, just cooler. It, th- it, th- it flicks a rock like a bullet, and then other rocks turn into scorpions. It's cool. Yeah, it's... It's the same ability, but with added badass factor. Yeah, it's more potent. And then, so the life energy thing is important. Because Gold Experience Requiem's main ability that it's known for being cool for is called Return to Zero. And what it does is it reverts action and willpower back to the state of zero, completely nullifying them and preventing them from becoming, quote, real. More simply, it denies reality, or so the wiki says, which... Which means it's it's a it's a shitty way to phrase it because it makes it more complicated. Yeah, basically, if you do something, Gold Experience Requiem can say no, you didn't. That was a joke, and then return whatever you did to zero. So last time we talked about King Crimson, and now King Crimson erases cause and leaves effect the other way around with Gold Experience Requiem. The cause happens, but the effect never comes to be. And that is shown most, the mostly in... <laughs> That's wording. Uh-huh. In Diavolo dying forever, but never actually reaching the effect of death from all of the causes of death that he experiences. Yeah, I like I like uh, to phrase it as, um, you try to, if, if you're affected by Gold Experience Requiem, you can try to do something, and Gold Experience Requiem will say, yeah, keep trying, idiot. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's that, that, that is. You're stuck in a perpetual loop of trying, and you'll never you'll never escape. And actually, the the action will never be finished. Yeah, and I I kind of view it as like I, I don't think it is, but that feels like a logical progression of gold experiences. Like when it punches you, life energy accelerates because it's basically mm-hmm. like projections of those things happening, but kind of also not actually fully happening. I feel that I think there would be a much stronger um, uh, similarity and like point to make if like it didn't feel like in the plot that the life energy acceleration shit was just something Iraqi brought up and forgot. True. That, I that's, mean, that's how a lot of uh, viewers tend to see that entire thing. I don't think he forgot it. I think it's just one of those things that you're like, I don't know how the fuck I'm going to work this into fights going forward. I'm just yeah. going to. Have Giorno focus more on the, like, giving life to stuff aspect of it. Because it's also cooler. Like, it's really hard to portray what mm. happened with Bukurati in unique and interesting ways. Where you can all just be like, Giorno funny, fuse a stand with a motorcycle using gold experience and make <laughs> it blow up, you know? Yeah. I think I think it was planned out that he, he eventually wanted to have... Gold Experience Requiem's power in whatever form, and um, he wanted to uh, foreshadow that with uh, the smaller form of it, which which would be accelerating the life energy in your brain shit, but I think there was too much in the middle without reminding the viewer, and I think the viewer tend- like, the viewers tend to forget, especially with Araki's track record. Right, he doesn't forget that much, people just well, like to say he I don't, does. No, he doesn't forget that much, but he tends to drop ideas. Listen, Higashikata Kato is back. True. It's April 2021 and she's back. But the best example I can think of is 
uh, Dio's laser eyes and ice powers. I don't think he ever forgot about him, but he just never—he just decided never to bring it up again. Right. I mean, they would be overpowered with the world. I think. Yeah, and I don't, and I think it's in Dio's character to just go all in with this new magic power. Right. And, so, but, yeah. The wiki says that Gold Experience Requiem is probably the like second or third strongest stand behind the World Over Heaven and Star Platinum Over Heaven, which feels silly. That feels wrong. I mean, I think it's kind of accurate. I mean, that's the discussion that we're having right now, right? Like, which is the second strongest stand, Cold Experience Requiem or Tusk? Yeah, it feels weird. We don't know what the interaction would be between Gold Experience Requiem and Made in Heaven. I assume Requiem would outperform in, like, a direct one-on-one. Yeah, I I assume that if, like, Giorno got there to Cape Canaveral before Made in Heaven happened, it just never would have. Like, he would have been able to fully stop it from forming using yeah. Return to Zero. And, and I think I th- that if it did happen, then time wouldn't wind up accelerating too fast, because every time it accelerated, that would just get rolled back. Or at least, uh, at any point during the acceleration, he could just stop Poochie from doing something, and Poochie mm-hmm. would be just trapped. Because it feels like... In part five, the end of part five, uh, Diavolo kind of gets thrown in his own little pocket dimension of his <laughs> own personal hell. Oh. So that's kind of what I would imagine would happen to Poochie. But at the same time, if that was to happen, then if Poochie never actually dies, then Made in Heaven would never stop. So and there's one no George Joestar spoiler that I remember. Oh, okay. Uh, but it's about King Crimson and Killer Queen, so it actually doesn't matter <laughs> to our discussion. <laughs> Oh, okay. It just shook you. Yeah, like, imagine what would happen if King Crimson and Bites the Dust fought. And I think that's this chapter we're about to read. Uh, I have a question. Question, raising my hand in class. Yes, Uh, yes, Kingdom. How? Because they're both dead. I don't fucking know, dude. (laughs) I just know it's something that happens. Well, we already know Raimi's a ghost, so fuck it, ghosts exist. True... Remember how Raimi's in the story? Well, Raimi's a stand. Up? She's also a ghost. Ghost because stand. Because stand's a ghost. Whoa, well, jo- burning George- down the house? Burning down jo- the Arrow Cross house? George Joestar confirms uh, uh, Jonathan is Star Platinum Theory. It certainly uh, does not. My ghost will haunt you, Dio. <laughs> that's what he says. So that's Gold Experience Requiem. Yeah. Well, let's talk about the other Infinity. Let me tell you what Tusk does. Yeah, do it. Um, I think we've gone over Acts 1 through 3 enough. Mm-hmm. Uh, shoot fingernail. Uh, act 1 is shoot fingernail with spin, because spin is part 7's Hamon, and I guess part 8's now, whatever. Um, <laughs> Act 2 is shooting fingernail through a hole, and Act 3 is being able to move the hole around like it's a, a portal in the hit series, Portal and Portal 2. <laughs> but just one portal that you move while you're inside of it. Yeah, but y- y- you have the other end, mm-hmm. and you can. You and, D- and uh, I mean, Johnny can also go through it. I was gonna say Diego. That's not the man. Uh, but the but the one we're looking at specifically because those are pretty standard stand powers. But the good, the big, big is Tusk Act Four. A uh, big man with what, like be, you know. You ever go in someone's house and they ha- they they don't have a door but they have like a bead drapes? What do you call that? 
like a, a bead curtain yeah a bead curtain door yeah that's what tusk act four wears around his waist that's true it's a fancy bead curtain skirt and very pink uh initiated through being kicked by a dead horse or some shit it's <laughs> well, infinite infinite rotation yes the perfect golden spiral is achieved by man and horse riding and forming good good nature spin but also you can just get kicked by a horse it's because it's it's kicked by a horse because the golden the golden spin comes with a golden ratio which comes from fibonacci spiral and fibonacci spiral is something that happens within nature so it's a mm-hmm. natural thing so it came from nature um what about the silver ratio that's i don't know shit about that it's like four by three or some shit yeah it was mentioned in persona 5 royal in it was it was one of the it was one of the um the, the quiz things i i don't mean to tangent we'll go right back to tuscat 4 i just unlocked the new like area you can walk around in and my brain exploded there's too much to oh! fucking do in this game with the fucking uh with the arcade? darts yeah with the dark game yeah it was like hey your baton pass upgraded and my brain turned off <laughs> Persona 5 Royal is crazy. I gotta finish it. Yeah. Speaking of baton pass, Dirty Deeds Done Dirt Cheap. Uh, well, we'll get to that. Okay. I wanted to segue back to our discussion. You're correct. All right. So I'm going to read straight from the wiki because this shit can get confusing. Yes. If Act 4, Tusk Act 4, touches (laughs) someone, it imbues the target with an infinite spinning motion. Mm Mm-hmm. And Not- this touches through its nail bullets, right? Or does it punch? It punches. It goes okay. chew me, 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 me. It does go chew me, 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 mean. It's a, it's like one of the best stand cries. Uh, yeah. Keep going for the wiki. Not only does part of the part of the body of the victim, I'm assuming, yeah. Not only does the part of the body that gets hit begin to spin, everything down to inv- individual cells begin to spin, which greatly distorts the shape of the victim eventually targets are disintegrated by the rotation and according to diego sent into another dimension (laughs) according to johnny now not even a soul will be left behind because your your soul's your ice cream (laughs) don't talk about ice cream soul it, it spins your ice cream away it spins your ice cream so hard all the droplets evaporate the spin goes on forever and never leaves the person or their stand because stands if you get if your stand gets cut in the arm you get cut in the arm mm-hmm. forcing them to return to the place where they were hit or its equivalent in each parallel dimension so even if you try to even like the spot in space time of the universe that you were touched by act 4 the space-time be- becomes like a fucking wormhole for you specifically. It sucks you down. So you die in New Jersey forever. Yeah, it's it keeps sucking... Uh, uh, so what happens at the end of Part 7? Spoiler for Part 7, and big spoiler because <laughs> it's the best best Jojo part. Um, Johnny... Or Act 4 hits D4C. D4C uh is one stand that transfers between several uh funny valentines because that's what it does it goes through different dimensions and universes so every time d4c transfers d4c transfers to a new funny valentine that funny valentine's also affected by the infinite rotation because it will never cease 
So, so. Ev- every time each one goes, they get fucking their cells get spun into oblivion, and then it goes to the next one. So I know that D4C is unique, and that's our only frame of reference for this. But the way the wiki phrases it makes it seem like if it hits you in one universe, you are just interuniversally dead forever, regardless of if you have a stand that can jump around, which I don't know if that's the case. I don't think, I don't agree with that. Okay, here, okay. (laughs) Follow me here, right? Sure. So, in the other universes, it's been established that no corpse parts exist. Yeah, instead of corpse parts for the, the race, they're gems. So we know that Jesus only exists in the core universe where part seven takes place. Universe prime. Jesus prime. So following this, do individuals in the other universes have eternal souls? (laughs) (laughs) Oh! Is it? So what if no? Because, yeah, what if... What if, yeah, what if the soul is really what it gets at, and that just vibrates uh, across all the universes and gets you? You know what would uh, that would be really that'd be even more interesting if, um, when we got other other universe Diego, oh. he didn't have a stand. Because what? stands are tied to your soul. What if? What if it follows the same kind of principle as D four C? Because in with D four C, if you touch if objects from another universe that are the same touch, they explode. They turn into fractal cubes, and they are gone yeah. forever. Except Funny Valentine himself. Right. What if Tusk Act 4 is kind of following that same mechanism, only it's able to identify those entities or objects cross-universally without them having to touch? Because, like... with. Because all the parts, antagonist and protagonist stands, are somewhat parallel to each other, except mm-hmm. for maybe Jolene and Poochie. I think even then there's there's parallels to be drawn, but we'll do that in the next matchup. Right. This, this I, episode. I don't have parallels to draw, but they may exist. So what if it's that Tusk Act 4 is just a different instance of that mechanism at work? Because I'd like to think that if you get hit by it, you're just fucked forever in all universes, regardless of D4C. And I feel like that's an easy way to explain it. I think that could easily be... That could be the situation, and that could be the intention, and the the whole D4C thing is just a cool way to portray it. Right. But we have no textual evidence. Yeah. But, alright, hear me out. Uh-huh. That's a lot more interesting than anything Gold Experience Requiem has going for it. That's true. Yeah, I mean, that's the question, right? It's which is more fucked up? One dude dying forever or every version of a dude dying once? I I I really like the idea that if you get hit by this thing, you're you're gone. You're gone from every not only this dimension, but every other possible instance of your existence is erased. Yeah, it's much not, more not even, not even erased. It's fucking shattered down to the cell yeah i think it's much more interesting but is that are how many parallel universes are there we have no way of knowing so we is it just 36 (laughs) i don't know i was gonna suggest that but like do we know that we don't know do we know if it means parallel because that's a temporal universe yeah i think the parallel universes like the parallel universe funnies I think each of those universes would have the same 36 versions. 
I, I, I think the, the 36 that we generally talk about, that's still in the same timeline. It just resets. Right. So the parallel universes are actual separate universes. That's that's how I perceive it. Also, I, I, I want to point out that um, I think it's a lot cooler and more interesting as a power that Tusk Act 4's infinite rotation, infinite anything is a lot more controllable and it happens in like in fucking front of you while gold experience requiem like i said it's kind of like in its own weird pocket dimension hell situation it's kind it's kind of separated in that way you know what i mean and uh tusk act 4 also is able to move into stop time so that's kind of bullshit yep it it was able to what is this quote exactly? Defies the laws of gravity and therefore can move slightly and probably still influence Diego during the stop time. True. Yeah. I forgot the world was there. That's very cool. Yeah. Remember how Diego's the coolest fucking guy ever? Yeah. I love Diego. So, yeah, I think I was going to say before I got distracted, um, it's good that you see it happen in front of you because like. Nobody except Giorno, and only kind of Giorno, know that Diavolo's dead. Everybody's like, so is it over? And Giorno's like, I guess it's over. I guess, it did something. Where where Valentine turns into a tornado and disappears into a hole in the ground. And it's not obvious, it's obviously, I can't speak. It's not blatantly obvious what happens to him, but the characters within the text, or I guess character, because only Johnny left, uh, would be able to infer what happened to the rest of Funny's existence. Right. It's intuitive in that way. Yeah, it's, it's at le- cool. At least when it, when it uh, specifically influences D4C. That, yeah, that's that's true. I I don't think there's really an argument. I think we both agree that Tusk wins. Woo! It's also a better, it's also a better song. I'll say it. That's true. It's cute. It has more forms. It's a cooler ability. It feels more earned, I would say, than Gold Experience Requiem. Requiem stands for a really cool thing, but it kind of ass pulley a little bit. More so than, well, just because it's Gold Experience, then Requiem. So it goes from normal stand to crazy bullshit, while Tusk has four different uh, versions that it builds through throughout the part. Right. Right. Anyway, let's talk about Stone Free. Versus Made in Heaven? Yeah, the idea of part six. All right, both part six stands. Stone uh, free big, smells like soap. The big end. Part six spoilers because it's being animated because we're literally just going to talk about the ending of part six. True. So, does Made in Heaven feel earned? We'll get there. That's a good question. I'd say yes, but we'll get there. I I think so, but like it doesn't feel thematically earned. Like. Tusk makes sense in the end because Act 4's ability is still a hole. It, it's still a hole and it's still spin. It's still directly spin. And the, the golden ratio and the golden spiral is built up through a lot of it too. Where I guess, I guess Sea Moon to White Snake makes more sense, or Sea Moon to Maiden Heaven makes more sense than White Snake to Sea Moon. So I don't think my argument actually stands. But yeah, Stone Free, it's Jolene's stand, it's the protagonist stand of part six. Like we talked about, like, two episodes ago. Mm-hmm. Smells like soap. It's made out of string. Tightly wound and compressed into a humanoid form. It's blue. It has sunglasses. It can Badass. punch good. It can shoot the string like Spider-Man. And it can let Jolene unwind herself to an extent before she starts taking physical damage. Mm-hmm. Which also allows her to alter her body, such as making a Mobius strip out of her heart. 
Some other string manipulation stuff it says it can do according to the wiki is eavesdrop, because, you know, cup and string make phone. Yeah, phone. It's uh, sharp enough to cut things. She can pickpocket. She can make a net. She can tie people up. She can stitch her own wounds, which is always good. And just stuff like that. She can Spider-Man. Yeah. And it it's uh, its physical abilities are very, very, very often compared to that of Star Platinum. Because daughter. And it's pretty much, aside from stopping time, because it can't do that. Uh, it its physical strength and everything is basically the same as Star Platinum's. Yeah, it's fast and a punch good. Yeah, that's kind of it. But it's kind of dope. It is really cool. It does wear sunglasses. That's important. It genuinely is, though. I think it's really cool. Stone Freeze one of the coolest stands left in the bracket, but it's also let me let me make sure I'm not. Yeah, yeah, I could say this. Uh, it's also the weakest. Absolutely. It's the, yeah, conceptually it's cool. It's the coolest looking, I would say. It's probably my second favorite conceptually after Tusk. Fair. Uh, but, but yeah, it's, it's pretty weak. Like, it's strong by nature being a protagonist stand. Yeah, no, it's, it's not weak. It's strong. It's just not as, it's not on the same level as everything else that we have going. Right, Stonefree's strength lies in Jolene, because most of Jolene's fights are, like, weirdo brain battles, as yeah. opposed to slugfests, which are you great. Good JoJo shit? It's good JoJo shit, right? Yeah. But it's more Jolene being tough and strong and smart than it is Stonefree being particularly good at mm. combat. That, that's a good point. Or having diverse stand abilities. You could say it's... The antithesis of how White Snake was portrayed, because White Snake was kind of the main antagonist rather than Poochie, because White Snake was doing everything itself as a stand. Meanwhile, Jolene was doing everything herself as a character rather than using her stand for most things. See, I was expecting you to say it's the antithesis of Star Platinum. Oh, because Star Platinum is very much a solve problems through brute force. Uh-huh. Even if it's like a tricky stand battle thing, kind of stand, whereas, like we were saying, Stone Freeze more kind of Jolene being smart. So, but but Jotaro is tricky. Would you Jotaro, agree with that? Jotaro is tricky. I would say that really more so comes out in like part four. Well, in part three with the Darby, with like the the hard the hard bluff. No, you're right, and like having magazines over his heart and. Tricking yeah. uh, the Captain Tonelli imposter, but to to vote vote out the imposter. But he, but he wins fights with raw strength. Yeah. So would you say that? So Jolene is more raw strength and raw character, and Stone Free is her tricky side. Meanwhile, Jotaro is tricky, and Star Platinum is his raw strength side. I guess. They're kind of mirrored in a I way. I mean, Jotaro still kicks ass. Like, he kicked yeah. fucking Alessi's ass. I'm not saying when he's he was a, a stretch, But it's a neat little thing you could think about. It makes sense. And I think Stone Freeze thematically really cool, because a lot of its, like, uses are good for being sneaky yeah. in prison. The part six wouldn't be as good as it was without Stone Free being what it is. Absolutely. Sure. I'm gonna, I'll give it as much credit as it deserves for sure. But it's not made in heaven. It's not made in heaven, which is Bucci's stand. Bucci's last stand. So Bucci starts with White Snake, and I'd say it is more made in heaven is more earned than you might have 
give it credit for when we started talking about this because of um having the way to heaven be his whole um his whole character motivation and right that's that's like a weird strange uh ambiguous goal with that leads to strange powerful powers and i think it works no i i agree i was thinking more so of like the path from white snake up to maiden heaven it's yeah. kind of not as like good of a progression as Tusk Act 1 to Act 4, but also my biggest issue comes in the White Snake to Sea Moon transition, as opposed to Sea Moon to Maiden Heaven, which makes a lot more sense given their abilities. Sure. I think that it wouldn't work without Sea Moon. I think Sea Moon is a good intermediary, especially like prelude to to Maiden Heaven. So you're saying George Joestar is bad? Yes. Mm-hmm. Because George Joestar doesn't have Sea Moon. It does for like a, a second. A second. Maybe half uh, of one. So, Made in Heaven, we've talked about it a lot. Once Poochie achieves Heaven, Wasimoon uh, becomes Made in Heaven. Made in Heaven has the ability of time acceleration. Dramatically speed up the flow of time. Just all of it. Just all time, except him himself. He can deal with it. So, the sun goes, the sun spins around the sky faster and faster and faster. And everything happens, and fucking, there's, like, scientists trying to figure out what the fuck's going on, and they're talking about, like, uh, even, like, the speed at which things fall, which gravity, 9.8 meters per second squared, has been increasing and increasing because, like, shit's going so goddamn fast, <laughs> and, and people can't, like, comprehend it, because people keep relatively acting the same. Right, so everybody stays the same speed except for Poochie, who I think dealing with it... That just means, like, he speeds up with it, and he can move in the sped-up yeah. time consistently with the rate of acceleration, where everybody else, they're going slow like snails. He he can keep up. Yes. And he go he runs past Jotaro, and he's like, you're too slow! And it slices his head. Because he's like Sonic the Hedgehog. Get it? <sighs> do, do you get it? Because it's like the, the, the funny blue guy? I can you explain it more for me? Okay, so uh, in the nineties, oh, there was fucking this guy. God, no, stop, stop. I get it. Thank you. Uh, and it also, <laughs> I, I always forget about the way Made in Heaven was first uh, portrayed, like its first appearance. Oh, it um, it flies through Anasui's torn arm. What? Yeah, this this is here. I'll send. I'll put the pictures. The panels. Can you please? Oh yeah, that's so weird. It flies through Anasui's torn open arm. Right, because Anasui Anasui's trying to stop Poochie from getting heaven and fails. It's fucked up. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, everybody that's that's a fun thing about part six. Again, massive part six spoilers. Three, two, one, get the hell out. Uh Poochie wins. For a Poochie, minute. For he, a hot second. He achieves heaven and he kills Nearly all the main characters, except yeah. one little shit kid with a gun. Yeah, but, like, he doesn't win. It all gets rolled back. Kinda. Kind of. I mean, if anything, he fucked up Dio's legacy, because now there aren't any more Stars to fight and kill. Or did he succeed in that way? What do you mean? So, the end of- a uh, big- bigger part six spoilers- so the end of part six, after all the universes resetting, gets rolled back. There aren't any JoJo's anymore. There's no longer like Jolene Joestar. She's Irene Joestar. The whole concept of JoJo's 
and that fate of the Joestar bloodline that's associated with it is gone. And Dio's whole goal was to wipe out the Joestars, or the Jojos more specifically. Those are who he directly came in conflict with. So Poochie did win, did achieve Dio's goal of doing that. He just didn't live to see it, and also heaven yeah. didn't actually happen. But some part of Dio's will still got carried out. Yeah, yeah, he... I think he succeeded until Emporio was there. Right. No, for Be- sure. And- because then Emporio stops him and then it fucks up the universe and then part seven happens where there is a Jojo again, Johnny. <laughs> right. But that's, that's different. There's no yeah. real Dio in that universe. Cause that's the, like I've said before on this podcast, that's the end of Dio's story. Yeah. Like parts one through six, excluding part four to an extent are about like, and part two, to an extent, are about Dio. I think part four as well. To, like, the stand arrows, yeah, but not yeah. as much. Yeah, okay. They're not as directly tied to him, sure. Right. Well, I guess they're all, yeah, they're all somewhat tied to Dio, but it's about Dio's relation to the Joestar bloodline, and how the initial conflict in Phantom Blood shapes the lives of JoJo's, whether or not they are direct bloodline JoJo's for generations to come. Yeah. And part six is the it. culmination of that. Yes. It's both bloodlines that are uh, inescapably connected and comes to the climax, and they both fucking kill each other, kind of. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, Dio's will against Jodro's daughter. Yeah. Which I think we can just say it now. We're probably just going to go with the canon ending that Made in Heaven beats Stone Free. I think that's safe to say. I think that was safe to say from the way we were talking about Stone Free from the start. Like, Stone Free yeah. is a great stand. We both think it's super cool. Its abilities are neat, but Made in Heaven is a better it's stand. World, it's world shaking. I hate how it looks, but goddamn, it's strong and I it's like, thematically it, better. It looks upsetting, but I love that it's some fucking weirdo, uh, different design. Because of how different of a stand in concept it is. It looks how- like what an angel enemy from Bayonetta would look like. Exactly. And I think that's very fitting with heaven. Yes, exactly. That's that's what I'm trying to get to. Yeah. Yeah, oh, so you, fucking, fucking what? Um, oh, I forgot to send you this. I saw a video that was uh, Bayonetta trying to explain her overly long Taco Bell order to you as ASMR or some shit. I gotta send it to you. You'd love it. Send that to me at, like, 10.30 when I'm going to bed. <laughs> okay. No, send it to you whenever you find it again, but yeah. I'll send you a lullaby. That's that's it. Maiden Heaven wins and Tusk wins over Gold Experience Requiem and over Stone Free. The next episode's the last one. It's going to be the semifinals into the finals. We're going to be talking about King Crimson versus, what was it, Weather Report? Yep. And Tusk versus Maiden Heaven. Only one non-protagonist or antagonist stand remains. Which is debatable, because Weather Report's kind of a pro- main protagonist. He's a sec- he's the secondary protagonist. Every- anybody else is a tertiary protagonist in part six, really. Yeah, poor fucking Erme. Yeah, poor Foo, but- Poor Foo! Yeah, so next week, we're going to be talking about the semifinals, in which we're also going to be kind of talking about the finals, because we're also going to be talking about the finals next week. Yeah, we're going to- the winner will be decided. The winner will be decided, and that'll be- <laughs> that'll be it for standoff. Yeah, oh, God. Then, well, I'll say it now, 
will probably take a few weeks to just chill. Especially oh, yeah. Be- especially because next week is my finals. Um, I, I have finals kind of too. We're probably going to take the rest of May after next episode off. Yeah, except but- for... The last chapter of George on Patreon yes. and a bonus episode on Patreon. This month, uh, what the fuck month is it? May- April. April and May Patreons will be good. We'll get those out. Yep. We'll we'll take a, a few weeks off of standoff uploads weekly, and then we'll figure out what uh, what else we're gonna do in that time. And we'll yeah. let everyone know on, on Twitter.com. What's our Twitter handle? Oh, um, I was gonna say, uh, yeah. After a bit, George episodes are gonna become public and stuff like that but we can talk about all the housekeeping stuff at the end of next week's episode for yeah, real I, I just wanted to throw it out there because people might be curious yeah you could find me on twitter at alias sparia that's alias p-a-r-i-a that's not the standoff twitter but kingdom what's your twitter tech on kingdom t-a-c-h-y-o-n kingdom uh let me see if i tweet anything funny lately my last no. tweet was stepbrothers the movie except it's goku and vegeta it sure fucking was, dude. Let me yeah, hold on. I feel like there was something funny. The VHSs are cool. You are right. VHSs are cool. I think it's really cool that you can just like look at one and feel how heavy it is. You could tell if it with what's on it is a long thing or a short thing. You could tell the runtime physically. I think that's yeah. really neat. Anyway, it's very cool. The you can find standoff on Twitter at standoff podcast. You can find uh, Discord and. <laughs> Patreon and the pin tweets. Yeah, our Discord. Our Discord's fun. You yeah. can come there, you can hang out. Our Patreon is, yeah, it's in our pin tweet. It's patreon.com slash standoffpod. Or if you're cool, it's standoff.website. For $1 a month, for um, April and May at least, you can get episodes a couple of days early and monthly bonus content. For $5 a month, you can get monthly recap chapters of George Joestar. For April and May, they're going to remain locked behind the $5 tier. We'll see what happens after that. If you want to email us, you can email us at standoffpod at gmail.com. And thank you all so much for listening. Our music is Mad Rock is Strange City by Nice Wizard Music. As always, until next time. The last time. The last time. Stand, Stand proud. proud.